<laughs> All right. Clear that vape out of the room. Welcome to another episode of the Maladjusted Monkeys. I'm Tommy Archer, joined always by my co-host. You know him. You love him. He thinks he can give up alcoholism. I don't think he can do it. It's Mr. Shane Clark. <laughs> Hello, Tommy. <laughs> Hello, mate. You're dressed up today. I like yeah, that. Yeah, mate. Fucking it's good. Laser. Some yeah. threads. You're yeah. actually lift, lifting the game of the podcast up no, a bit. I thought someone had to. Yeah, well, wine <laughs> shirt. Man to my right, we've known him since we, well, our infantry days. He's now a Queensland Ambulance Service Officer. Mr. Lindsay White, how are you, mate? Good. Thanks for having me on. No, I'm thank really you. excited. It's been too long. Mate, Bloody it's, been, it's been a long time. <clears throat> when did I last see you? Years. As Jared Hayne would say, it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I have not seen you since, I'm going to say 2013. Yeah, I think so. That's a while. Been... I didn't see you since you left. Yeah. Yeah, Shane? When did you last see <clears> you? Yeah, same. Same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you guys saw each other like two years ago. No. No, no it's been a while. Yeah. No, what have you been doing lately? So you're on. You've got a whole bunch of days off now, eh? Yeah, I'm actually on leave this week. Yeah. Um, we put in all our leave the year before with the ambulance, so I sort yep. of just pick weeks here and there and just pick this random week and didn't really have anything planned apart from just... That is bizarre. I, yeah. I could not live like that. <clears throat> I know. It's yeah. kind of like committing to what you're going to do, but it's only a week and I just thought I'd use it to catch up on sleep and yeah. not set an alarm. Shift work life, mate. Yeah, that's, that's it. You just is. want to catch up. How long are you? Yeah. All we want is some sunlight and some sleep. That's all we want. <laughs> yep. How long are your shifts? Hey? How long are your shifts? 12 hours. Yeah. Minimum. What? Yeah, yeah that's minimum. I'm, I'm that's not legal, one, is one it? Eight hours. Yeah. One hour. Yeah, but we all know about you cotton wool cops. You guys get held back after your shifts and stuff? Mate, sometimes. Like, you might get a bit of overtime <clears throat> if something happens. Like, it, and yeah. it always happens, like, on a on night shift, like, you do a 10P to 6A. Yeah. And then... 5.30, Yeah. You hear that urgent, urgent job yeah. come over. You're like, are you serious? Yeah. Is, is it really this urgent? Who, who is committing crime right now? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Everyone <laughs> should be in bed. Morning, yeah. Wednesday <laughs> morning. Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I like, that normally happens. But, <clears throat> yeah. uh, hey, I, could, I don't know, like, you guys do 12 hours and then... Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, if 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 it's 10 to 7 and someone calls the ambulance and and we work by tracking and everything. If you're the closest unit and it's appropriate, that's just it. You know, like that's how that's how it goes. So yeah, it's the same same with us. They <clears throat> track where everyone is. Yeah, yeah. So if you're at station at that time, like say it's after a night shift, if you're twenty to seven, the day crew should be there. Yep. They should probably have their car. Yeah, yeah. Same at five thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we we're pretty good at my station. We all help each other out, and like it'd be honestly rare to you know, post 20, 20 to 7 to get a job and have to go to work. Yeah. But in saying that, you could be leaving a hospital somewhere, yep. you know, on the south side or something and you could get a job and actually... You, got, yeah. you travel a fair bit, hey? Yeah, well, yeah, there we do. just one punch. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, like sort of... Yeah, we all start out at our stations, but like once we once we get a job and take someone to hospital, it's sort of like becoming a cab where everything is just all GPS and... If you're just, over in that area. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. So you could just end there. up like completely other oh, side yeah. of town. I've done shifts where I've almost ticked everything off in one night. Ipswich, <laughs> south side, north side, you know, far north like Caboolture and stuff like that. Oh, and end up everywhere, yeah. <clears throat> but it's good. People laughed at me for re-enlisting. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> well, we should talk about the army days. It's like like yeah. I said at the beginning, we know each other since our army days. When... Yep. Well, when and why did you join, actually? So, I joined in 2010. Yep. Um, I think it was September 2010. I got posted to 6RR. Um, I'm going to say I joined, honestly. Like, I, I always wanted to be a cop. 
Yeah. And I left high school and I didn't I didn't want to study and I didn't think I'd be capable of study. Didn't want to go and do a diploma of justice or anything like that. So I thought, how can I best, <clears throat> you know, prepare myself or do something in the meantime? Um, you know, played footy and rode bikes and that as a kid and I was always into fitness and mentally pushing myself. Yep. And then, you know... I went on the defense website one day and read the, <laughs> read the rifleman job description. Fuck, it sounded and it good, got me as well. You know it, it sounded good. Yeah, it got me as well. Um, so yeah, I joined up. Yeah, like I said, September 2010, posted to six hour. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's, the rest is history. The rest is history. Yeah, yeah, that's why I joined. You know, like I just didn't really have anything else going at the time and I thought it would help me out later in life. I always want, I only wanted to do the four years anyway. So yeah. so you just did the four? <clears throat> yeah, just did the four. Yeah. I got out, I think, the day of my four. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I think we all did, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, well, you and me, Shane, we were already on our leave. I think we were over in Ireland, probably. Ireland, yeah. When, uh, that, so, which is why we went to the Temple Bar, probably. Mm. Celebrating mm. that. Mm, that's a good spot. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But um, 2012, we're all on the same deployment. Yeah. Yep. You guys... Yeah, we were on the same, same mentoring team. Yeah, same mentoring. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah same place. So I'm new since 2010 as well. Yeah, like I got posted into six. Immediately, I wasn't too fucking popular when I got posted in because I don't know if you <laughs> what remember did you Tommy. Do? I don't know if you remember, but I was the most Billy Lid ever. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was my second week in the battalion. Do you remember that Sergeant McDonald? He come up to me and he goes, "Are you Private White?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And this is a Friday afternoon. He's like, pack your shit. You're going to Pukapanyal on Monday. You're doing PMV course. <laughs> you lucky motherfucker. I, actually, yeah. I do remember. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it right. sent all the there Bravo was, yeah. company rear details into a uh, fucking a rage. Like, well, who the fuck's this guy? He's already got a course and he's been here for two He's been That's here since it. breakfast. <laughs> I do remember that talk. I was like, oh, mate, when I meet this whitey bloke. And I fucking hated that, you know. At the same time, I had to rally shit. But yeah, so Shane was on that. Um, who else was on there? Pody. Yeah. Um, Pody. There was um, a Bardo. Bardo, yeah, Kimo, yeah, Kimo was very hostile to me. <laughs> yeah, Kimo's hostile to everyone. Yeah, I've got to say, Kim- Kimo's a good, yeah, Kimo yeah. only warmed up to me sort of like post trip. You know, like yeah. it took that long to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he like even he's a hard, he's a hard dude. Downhill. He's a fucking good dude. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I'm yeah. actually. I think I remember. I think Kimo was when we were doing <clears> our pre-deployment training because I was meant to be in Bravo with him. He was. The, I was his crew and he was my driver. Yeah. yeah maybe the first couple of weeks, <laughs> that was a rocky relation. I'm like, man, this dude just wants to knife me. And, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. and I just felt that tension. And then after a while, I think we went out of the piss and he was like, nah, mate, you're all right. I like He's you. a scary was, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's not much of him, but it's just like, there's this ice cold killer. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. This dude just, if I shut my eyes right now, he'll kill me. He'll cut my head <laughs> even, off. He'll um, Ted Bundy on me. Even up in Townsville, like I lipped off to him and he slapped me in the head, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's, just, he's just a scary dude. Yeah, he is. So, looking back, oh, we've discussed the deployment with me and Shane many, many times, but when you look at the um, yeah. Afghan deployment, for you, how, how do you reflect on it? It's kind of hard because I turned 21 when I was over there and I always right. look back and go... I wished it away a lot yep. and I couldn't wait to get home. But now that I, you know, now I look back, I go, I just wish I took that in more. You know what I mean? Mm, I wish yeah. I had that few more years of maturity. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I had a ball. Like, it was great. I always loved the PMV stuff, yep. you know, and I loved driving the engineers. Um, 
It was yeah, a- they were fucking good dudes. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I love my like, honestly, like, still good friends with a few of them, and yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to drive for them. I remember Tommy, you know, like when it when it come out that the NJs weren't taking their own crews. Yeah, yeah. I said to Tommy, I'm like, we got to do it, and like, obviously, he'd be on MTF one. Yeah, you know. And he's like, I don't think you really understand what, <laughs> what you're throwing your hand up for. And I was like, No, no, I know, what's but the worst that could happen. <laughs> tell Donnie we'll do it. And he did, and it was fucking, it was great. I loved it. Yeah, because I remember he was lying to uh, his missus the whole trip. Like, yeah, we both Because she knew about, like, it, Tommy Miranda. Yeah, yeah, yeah his yeah. missus at the time. Um, she kind of, she had a kind of an understanding because he was mm-hmm. obviously on a trip before that. And she's like, You're not going to be the engineer car, are you? He's like, Nah, babe. Nah, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> and I told my partner at the time that too. I was like, Don't worry, I'm like, I'm like fifth car, you know, like yeah, yeah. If anyone know. listening doesn't understand, like, how many, were you an engineer car, Shane? No, nah. no, nah, I was an engineer car. You're an engineer yeah. car. The engineer car is at the front of the pack, basically, and is more susceptible to getting hit by an IED. Yeah, so, statistically speaking, <laughs> it's probably more susceptible to getting hit by an IED. Everyone, everyone kind of follows in your wheel tracks. And <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. sometimes people still get unlucky, but yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And you just never know. But what Tommy Rand was lying to his yeah, yeah yeah they're like my mum thought I was in AMAB uh, washing bushes for six months <laughs> is that what you told her yeah yeah that's crazy. like oh mum this is so shit <laughs> yeah no it was a good time um, it was a lot quieter than I expected like on our end yeah yeah you got mm. you got a bit of action when you went out to Marshall Did, like yeah one 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 yeah half contact format that's more one half contact <laughs> but, that I got. Yeah, I mean, they had an IED find on my first drive. You know, that was my first drive. Is that coming to think, back what, from what, my shell? What can I? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm like, yeah, what can I, I think say? we all we all went out. Yeah, to yeah. Was that to race up? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, um, dude, fucking. I wish I still had the a footage. I lost it. It was so fucking weird because we could hear everything that was going on, and they'd push the guys out to do. Um, to go make sure everything was sweet and yeah. um, I just got this weird ass feeling I looked over to my driver and went oh that doesn't feel right and then all of a sudden we just saw like <laughs> fucking off in the distance this fucking cloud of smoke coming up and then fucking boom and like oh fuck yeah um, was that the blowing place or no that was when um, I see I'm still trying to work out what I can I can't say yeah. I'll edit out of yeah. mate go for um, it a&P? So, yeah, no, it was the A&A because they A&A, were, sorry, um, luckily, you know, oh, the, yeah, the, 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 the yeah, Aussies yeah. that were in front of them uh, missed it, but unfortunately <clears throat> for, oh, I remember that. Unfortunately yeah, I remember for that, the A&A actually. guys walking behind them, they, they yeah. uh, got a bit unlucky and, oh, yeah. mate, yeah. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, where to bring that. it down, Shane? Yeah, sorry, um, Yeah, yeah. May I remind you a man just died? Yeah, and I remember that day, yeah, I know the one you're talking about, yeah. Crazy. So when you look back at it, you so you're 21. I didn't even know you turned 21. When yeah, you I turned 21. When I was over there. Yeah. yeah, so that's like that's pretty young when I look back now. Like, yep. you know. But you enjoyed it. I yeah, enjoyed loved it. it. Yeah. Like, I always say to that's people, a lot like, of thinking. Sorry, going back to the engine being that lead car. It's a <clears> lot of fucking responsibility for like uh, yeah. a 21 year at the and front like, of a fucking convoy. Yeah, and people can say it's just driving, but really it wasn't. Uh, like you had to, you had to really work with the engineer seco uh, to mate, like uh, really uh, what, yeah. even to the driving role. Yeah, look, goes you know, like, yeah, when, yeah. I think I was telling you before we started recording, like um, in pre-deployment in Townsville, I was mm. training to be with one unit. And then the last minute, like I'm talking the week before, but like, oh no, we're going to swap you out, and you're actually going to go instead of going to <clears> Afghanistan <throat> in four weeks' time, you're going to go next week, 
and you're going to be with a whole bunch of new guys who you haven't trained with. And I'm like, uh, okay, all right. Cheers. I'll wrap my head around <laughs> this. Cheers for that. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I was training previously, I was like fourth car back. I was like, yeah, sweet. I can command from here. Yeah. Get over in country. They're like, okay, so here's the plan. <laughs> yeah. Stay with me. You're going to be the lead engineer command. Yeah. All right. And you're going to navigate for us. And you're like, fuck, I need my map now. Right. Oh, I was trying to actually, Pody helped me with my GPS, got my GPS synced in, had my yeah. map. And I remember. Fuck, it's a so so, you're a shit fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mate, I, the, the first, um, like, oh, what was it? Like, uh, the first patrol you do in country, you know, just getting your bearings. Nursery yeah, yeah, patrol. Yeah, yeah. Nursery patrol, yeah. And I had, we had, like, all these locations we're going to. Went for a couple of hours. And I was the lead vehicle with the crewy that was getting out of country. Yeah, like him. But he's like, hey, man, I'll just be sitting in the back if you need me, you know. <laughs> Everything will all be good. Actually, that bloke's a copper now. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Everything will be all good. I have not been that stressed in a long time. It's like, I yeah. looked at the map and oh. I couldn't read the fucking map anymore. Yeah, I was that yeah. stressed. I was like, I'm fucking this up. I had like the commander that was flying out of country. He was yelling at me over the comms. And I remember the engineers that had been there for months, they were clearing uh, a waterway. And I'm, you know, just providing protection and just waiting for them to do it. And then the commander comes over the comms and he's like, yep. Um, how, how long is this going to take? And I'm like <laughs> taking my headset off. I've yelled out to yeah. the brick commander, the engineers. I'm like, hey, mate, commander wants to know how long is this going to take? And he goes, it'll, it'll take as long as it fucking takes. <laughs> Not knowing I probably shouldn't have told the commander that that's what was said. I said, uh, yeah, from the brick commander. It'll take as long as it fucking takes. <laughs> Next thing I know, like 30 seconds later, the back of my bushy over. Who the fuck said that? <laughs> but it doesn't take them long to like clue on to... Uh... Start listening to the fucking engineers, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to listen to the engineers. Yeah, man, like, they're honestly, the, like, the unsung heroes. Of yeah, fucking oath. In my eyes, yeah. like, I, I just had so much respect for them. And it's funny, like, coming from the infantry background where, I was going to say brought up, but, like, where you train, it's like, you, we're the fucking yeah, best. The uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you, you go overseas like, with yeah. them, you're like, fucking hell, they man. Like, like, you got off. You got grunts that are asleep in the back of a yeah, bus, yeah, and the enjoys are out clearing the way for everyone else. Yeah, know, like like four blokes having to do fucking god knows how many kilometers. Yeah, and man. the heat like the time we were over in country, it was mm. it was fucking hot, proper hot. Actually, going back to when you do your nursery patrol, you remember the E hat, uh, the explosive hazard training, yeah. and they're talking about like. Uh, ground sign and what to look for and they're talking about like you know rock piles could be an indication <laughs> of like and like you get over there and all of a sudden it's like every fucking hey, hundred yeah. meters there's another like, rock pile map, yeah. and go, everything's a threat yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a national sport over there yeah. just to stack rocks yeah, 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 stack yeah. Rocks, yeah. And like, I, I finished that patrol mate after, yeah, <laughs> I mean I went to my command I said I don't know if I can do this for six months I don't know if I'm, I'm your man he's like no no he's like yeah. you're fine just stick with it and then yeah. after like three days I picked it up like that yeah. I was like oh, okay yep. Never once you learn that. the routes and stuff that's it because the country it's completely different to Australia like we train yeah. at certain training grounds and you're used to Australian um, you know how, how the landscape looks you go yeah, down yeah. there it's like Mars it, it doesn't make any fucking sense yeah. <laughs> like you'll be driving around in the desert flat then all of a sudden you'll go down like a little dip in the road and there's lush greenery and flowing waterways and a village and I really must holiday here sometime. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. everyone trying to kill you. Well, people used to, man. You know, Weller. Remember Weller? Yeah. It, so we're over with Nick Weller, and he his mum had a photo from the seventies, and she was on holiday in Afghanistan. Mate, Jesus. you could set up a ski resort there, like. <laughs> Let's yeah. Do it. You know, that's a hard black run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Double time in black. Double time in black. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you do your deployment. Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you do next? How long did you stay in for after that? So I think I had 
a year and a bit left on my Rosso. Yep. And um, were you one of the disgruntled guys after the trip? I was a I bit. Was, I'll say I was. You remember what happened to me? Like I, I yep. had a skin full of piss one night, and I complained about something on Facebook. It's my Maybe, fault. Maybe. Um, <laughs> just go 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 into the backstory of that. Um, I yeah. I wasn't there, and I have no opinion on it. But yeah, just go <laughs> go into okay. the backstory okay, of so, it. So <laughs> there was a guy that got promoted as soon as we got home. Um, another one. So what happened was we got home, but we weren't allowed to go and leave straight away because we had to wait for the rest of the battle group to get home, which is fair enough. Yeah. But all up, we'd been gone 10 months, right? Yeah. yeah so show us some then. consideration. Um, and then they started, you know, we just hooked up with Delta Company and they were like, yeah, come down and battle PT rig. We're doing this and we're doing this and... And everyone was like, fuck, like... Yeah, we got, like, I no decompression. No, like, yeah, yeah, no yeah I just, I just did the real thing for, like, six months, you yeah. know, like... And I think and the reason for that was the fact that we didn't go with our, you know, we went with different... Yeah, you know, we, we went sort of back into our own unit, unit so but, we just slot back yeah. with them and they're just doing their thing. And, um, you know, one of the boys had something to say to... Something to say about it to someone that were, you know, over there with and got promoted and, and um, you know, obviously got himself in trouble... He ended up in big trouble that day, and then that night I went home, had a six pack. I believe, I believe he that person ended up in the cells for a little. Yeah, bit. in the cells. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in the cells. Um, jumpsuit and everything. Someone went in <laughs> God, there. It's a different fucking world. So, yeah, oh, yeah, How can you do that? Someone went in there and took a photo of him and posted that on Facebook. Yeah. And because um, how long were we back at that point? Not even a week. Less than a week, man. Less than three a days. Week. Three days. And then conversation sparked from that. And obviously, like I said, it's no excuse, but I had a skin full, so my filter wasn't very good from my brain to my fingertips <laughs> on my keyboard. And, and I don't, mate. And to be fair, you hadn't had your social media brief yet, so yeah, yeah that's you know, true, mate. How are you meant to know what you can and that's can't it. post? That's it. No, actually, we did. We're trying to help you. Here, mate. Fucking hoppo. You're on your own. Stop naming people. Stop naming people. There was, there was a a member in, in Chora that that fucked up. Member. Yeah. Someone ranked. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> a conversation started about the photo of the person in the cells. Yep. And then, like I said, had a skin full. I threw my two bob in there telling them, you know, what I thought about the situation and, you know, how can you treat us like this or whatever. We just got back with it. And then, you know, someone who I deployed with actually screenshotted that conversation and that was on the company sergeant major's desk by the time I rocked up to work in the morning. So I'd rocked up thinking I was in for a normal day. I got the fucking spray of all sprays that morning. And I got, I got put in the cells that night. Um, I got charged. Um, I was heard by the OC, not the CO. So that's better than being heard by the yeah, CO. Yeah. But I got heard by the OC and I got the max punishment there, which was seven days of ROPs. Can you explain ROPs? Restriction of privileges. And what does that entail? So, I love that they're called privileges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Uh, apparently, according to the army, going home to your family is a privilege. <laughs> so, I had to stay in a six-hour guard room for a week. I had to sleep under a hooch outside in my sleeping bag while our fucking canine mascot slept inside. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Anyone who doesn't know what a hooch is, it's like a meter by meter top. Yeah, yeah. It's a little tent, you know, but with no floor. It's not comfy like a tent. It's just the illusion of a tent. And um, so 
I did the seven days of just horrible jobs, you know, like some days I picked up like leaves, like bags and bags of leaves only while the wind's blowing them all back in. <laughs> Every A couple of days there, there was a good duty NCR one who just let me chill. Yeah. But, you know, like I was, I made that decision right then and there. I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like this, this you know what? I thought about it, and uh, <laughs> this this isn't for me. <laughs> this this isn't is, uh, me. But you know, yeah. what, you know what they say though. Like you joined the army, the army didn't join you, yeah, and it. that is definitely what your service allowance yeah. is for. Going back to something you said earlier, you looked at the defence recruiting website, looked at the rifle. Was was that on there? Right? Yeah, exactly. That was, oh, I remember good. one of my ROPs once was. I think you were there, Shane, watching me do it when I lost my shit. Where I was told to repaint the car park lines while it was pissing down with oh. rain and I did it obviously knowing well this is a fucking pointless exercise yeah. and then old mate had to go at me because the rain was making the paint fucking go down the drain <laughs> oh my god I mean but they, look to be fair though jokes aside the army has come a long way since then and yeah, I can hope yeah. So, look no. I look back on that and I know it was my fault like I don't blame anyone yeah, for it, yeah, but, yeah. but in saying that it was really tough yeah, three months after a ten month, oh, six months deployment, man, four yeah. months Townsville. You know, I was in a new relationship at the time. Oh, and everything was real. all. Everything was all. Yeah. I wanted. I just wanted to be with her. I want to be around her. I want to be around my family. Yep. And instantly, not three, around three twelve days, other guys. Jacking. Yeah, yeah you've three, done that for ten months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three days home, and I was already ripped away from them again, and I was being punished. And and I, I like I said, I knew even then. Now I was like, this isn't for me. I always thought I was going to just do my four and get out, but yep. that really helped the decision for me. And <laughs> yeah. I started thinking about a plan B and all that sort of stuff and like what I wanted to do. So, yep. yeah. So, yeah, so you figured out um, <laughs> the time was right to move on. Um, yeah. Yep. What was the... So, did you have a plan when you got out, like what you wanted to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, before I got out, I applied for uni and yep. I'd, I'd been accepted for uni, but what I did was uh, my partner at the time, we had like two months of travel booked in Europe for the, the year after. So what I did was I deferred that year, uh, which was, I deferred 2014. And then I I did some travel with her. I, I found myself a bar job at the end of the year to like get myself through uni. I just worked in a bar for six months and chilled out. And then 2015 started my three years of uni. So, and then, yeah, that's where I am now. So Yeah, so you're much. all qualified up now. Yeah, yeah. So what are you what are you doing now, mate? Just explain where. So yeah, you're... I'm just uh, advanced care paramedic too. So that's um like just advanced, scene. no biggie. Oh, it's got advanced, but it's it's yeah, the base, yeah. it's the base oh, paramedic. When I was a postie, it was like a postal delivery officer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you got a badge on you there, mate? Or <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what is it, Archie? Two in the first hour, six every hour after that? Yeah, something like that, mate. I'm pretty... Uh, <laughs> pretty You're lucky you got the breath out in the car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, don't. So don't say that, mate. <laughs> well, doesn't that cover your ass? Or am I going no, to have to cut this out as well? No, no, no keep that in. Keep that in. No, yeah, Do we have any more drinks, by the way? No, mate. No, mate, it. it's, it. it's a dry fucking house. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Shane can't drink, as we all know. Um, well... Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, see, actually, no, you're right. I can fucking smell that, Mark. <laughs> So, you're in the Queensland Ambulance Service now. Yeah. And yep. how long you been on the road, first response? Um, well, on the road, it'll be a year in March, mm-hmm. but I've been wearing the uniform since January last year. Okay. Um, so, yeah, coming up 12 months. Yeah. So, you do, like I uh, said before, we do our six months of, um, it's called a graduate paramedic induction program. Yep. Where we do, you know... We work with a fully qualified, so you can't work with another graduate at that time. 
you work with a fully qualified, you've got some mandatory training to do throughout that time. And then at the end, you do like a bit of an assessment day where you do some ECGs and stuff like that and all yep. that. And then you qualified and they say, yep, there you go. Yep. So, you know, like I said to you before, uh, as soon as you qualified, you're kind of like, That's you know, free right aim. Yeah, you could have a graduate yourself the next yep. week, you know, but they try not to do that. But sometimes obviously that can happen. Yep. What was your... um? Your first job. That's what I was about to ask. Yeah. My first... I can't actually remember my first job. I actually, actually, I do. Sorry. So, my first shift was with two other paramedics and it's called a three-up shift. Yeah. So, you do... Um, you just jump in with another crew pretty much and you just over their shoulder the whole day, kind of like when you're a uni student again. Yeah, yeah. Um, first job, it was uh, nothing crazy. It was just a, um, a lady with MS... And yeah. she'd fallen from a Monkey wheelchair. Scrums. Hey? Monkey scrotum. Multiple sclerosis. Oh, <laughs> God damn it, Shane. I'm trying to live this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Just because you put that jacket on, mate. Yeah, so, and it was, um, yeah, it was actually, um, we got her back up into her chair because she obviously couldn't function. She is almost like she's paralyzed if she's out of her chair and, um, she had a bit of a cut on her. We weren't going to take her to hospital, but we, we had a bit of. She had a bit of a cut on her leg, which looked a little bit angry around it, a bit yeah. red and infected. So we decided to take her up to hospital just for a check. So that was my first job. Nothing too exciting. Yep. How yeah. long till you got like your first like critical incident? <sighs> I think it was about. I think it was about two weeks in. Yep. Um, I had a, a it, and it was a big medical job, so it wasn't like a big trauma or a yep. car accident or anything. It was like a, it was a medical job where. A lady just basically, she had an infection so bad that she was on her way to like multiple organ dysfunction syndrome and, and yep. death. Yep. Um, and unfortunately, actually, she did die that night. Oh, um, wow. But that was my first sort of big job. And, and I was a bit, I had a really good partner at the time. She's awesome. She really helped me through everything. And um, it's a bit. It was weird because when I like wanted to get into paramedics, I just like, you know, I saw Ricker and Frizzy overseas and I was like, uh, actually, the one thing I remember was there was a day where an, an IED went off in the bazaar. Do you remember the bazaar? Yeah, yep. I was on the roof tying my swags and that down and doing my car and like I shat myself. Mm. I remember they brought this dude in in the that, remember the the gator. Yeah, yeah, yeah the gator. Yeah. They brought a dude in the gator and he had like so it's a little uh, that little John Deere Polaris, little Polaris four drive. Polaris, yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, they brought him in and the poor guy had already hit, he was holding onto his fake legs. He's already lost his legs somehow oh so he's already lost one leg well he'd already lost both his legs he had two prosthetic oh, legs in his off. hand and this dude had half his um face you know was really fucked up from an explosion yeah. and i just remember thinking to myself like i'd really like to like know how to like treat that yeah like, yeah you know, i was generally interested and then when i went to uni and i was like i was really quite naive i was like what is this cell biology like i was like <laughs> You know, so like the medical side I mean, of when things. When do we get to the IED blast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the medical side of things is huge, and it's honestly most of our job. Like everyone sort of like thinks we go to car accidents every day and all that. And the truth is, like, there's that many paramedics in Brisbane, and it's that saturated and and all that sort of stuff. Like, we don't get a lot of that. We might get one every couple of weeks. Yeah, and yep. like you know. Well, the like times I call you guys to jobs for like not even like trauma jobs at car accidents, but like, yeah, like, somebody broken down scooters. <laughs> yeah, somebody's drug affected or you know, been on the pit yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's nothing I can do with them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. QIS here just to have a look at him and 
Yeah, you yeah, guys get us a lot for like mental health and, yeah, mental and things health like health. that. Yeah. And like you guys do a great job with that. I mean, like I know you guys think um we're sort of like I'm a lot better, but really like it's just all about like talking yeah, to people, you know, like and, and, and mental health is hard. It's not it's grey, it's not black and white. Exactly. Like you could say something to one person that they're like, Oh my god, like thanks so much, like oh I'll take your advice. I, I want to do this. I want to help myself. You could try that with the next person mm-hmm. and that completely triggers them. Yep. You know what I mean? Like sends them into a... Well, it's the same thing with like, um, you know, me and my partner rock up to a job and I will say a couple of things to them. They may yeah. hate me all of a sudden. Yeah. And then we'll switch out. Switch it partner out. Partner will try, say the exact same thing, but they like that other person for some whatever whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. Or they might, might hate police and, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. do, do you want to come up to the hospital with us? No, I want to talk to an ambulance officer. Yeah. Okay. Ambulance officer rocks up, says the exact same thing, but they'd rather, you know, go with Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people are like that. I mean, I think they think that, oh, I don't want to go to hospital in a cop car, you know, like people will think, yeah, so sometimes you guys have already done the work and we just pretty much transport them and... Yes. And And I I agree with that. Like, like, most of the time I'd say, do you want to go with QS? Yeah. Unfortunately, you do need to get in the back of a van where, you know, everyone else has to go as well. Yeah. Um, but if you'd rather go with an ambulance, then I'm happy to come yeah. for you. Yeah, we're always happy to come out for that sort of stuff. Did you find that you were um, a bit more prepared for seeing like trauma and things like that from stuff yeah. you'd seen in Afghan? Yeah, I think so. I, probably the biggest thing the military helped me to do was just take that step back and, you know, that muscle memory thing that we talk about, you know, like always just go, if you're flustered, Take a step back. Go back to your basics. Yep. Yeah. Are they responding? Do they have circulation? Do they have a patent airway? That's all your like your yeah. pyramid stuff, you yeah. know. So apart from you know like, and I think the military just helped me just stay really more more chilled. You know, like yeah. when I when I was younger in the military, I was you know you, you remember me. I was like a bit of a stress head, <laughs> but now I'm kind of like the that. complete opposite. Like you know like. People that know me like know I like to have a laugh and all that sort of stuff. And, and you know, when the times need to be serious, they're serious. Yeah. But. I'm remembering, I can't remember if it was you. I'm pretty sure it was you. <laughs> um, actually, it is you. 100% of you where before deployment, because everyone knew you were stress head, you were asking people what we needed to pack for the yeah. deployment. And they oh. told you you needed to oh. your ceremonial dress. Yes, is that correct? Yes. 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 Oh, that <laughs> was actually, so good. You actually packed it all? I asked, I think it was, I think it was Tommy Miranda. I asked, I'm like, do we need to bring our fucking pollies? And he's like, because I remember seeing on the news and that, like, ramp ceremonies and that. And I thought, you know, God forbid if someone was to, you know, get killed or whatever, like, will I need this for, like, a ramp ceremony or something? And not knowing that that was always at home that those sort of yeah, things were done. Yeah. And Tommy just fucking ran with it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, mate, you need to bring it. And he got Donnie onto it. And like, before I know it, I had all my fucking pollies packed. Like, everything, <laughs> man. Like, everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. Even the, you know, the, t- the ceremonial hat that yep. I tipped up on the side. And then they waited till we flew to Sydney. And Tommy was like, hey, uh, Whitey, do you know how I told you that you needed to bring your pollies? <laughs> yeah, I was, we were just fucking with you. The whole plane, but like, even three hour hour, just like, <laughs> you brought your pollies to Afghan. I completely forgotten about that. Yeah. Oh, I fucking no. And so, then Coley was trying to get me to go up that feature at the back of Mirawise in my pollies and get oh, a photo. Oh, you should have... Oh, I did hear about that as well. That would have been amazing. Yeah, I should have done it. What a good yeah, photo. Yeah. Did you ever get any... Did you wear it at all? Nah, I didn't. I just refused to. Like, I was so off it. Nah, like, yeah, you should have yeah. rocked that. <laughs> you totally should have rocked that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, Shane already asked you, but you feel like the skills you learned in the infantry of 
Yeah. I feel like they did over. really well. Yeah. I know how to tie my boots good too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you still I do still it? do the behind the boots. Do you, you know? yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you flip your uh, socks over the top of the boots? No, I don't do that. Yeah, me either. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't fucking do that either. No, no I, look, I really did, do think it um, set me up really well. And there's a lot of... Um, there is a lot of ex uh, military paramedics. Yep. Um, and I, I really feel like it helped me to just stress less. Yep. Um, like some of the younger ones that are straight from uni, like most of them are like like awesome paramedics. You know, like yeah. I'm not saying a bad word about them, but have the, like they is, have that knowledge. There is some that are just like they don't understand. Like um, you know, like there is that life experience that the army gave me where I can just take that step back and be like, well, this isn't as bad as this. Yeah. Or yeah. I can just really channel everything in and out and just take in what I need at the time. And yeah. I think that's one, one thing the military has prepared us for is like dealing with unknown stress. Like yeah. when it just pops out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, yeah. We don't, we don't get too flustered. Yeah. We know kind of what to do. Yeah. Like you alluded to it before where, you know, you take a step back and as a paramedic you go through your bare basics which is what we yeah, do yeah. and like I won't go into too much detail but I was telling you earlier how I had a critical job recently with a stabbing yeah. rocked up an old man's guts were literally on his lap Yeah, and I just went oh fuck hang on I've literally seen like how many powerpoints of this in my military career <laughs> water 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 water, water. Yeah. <laughs> and I just went through the basic steps you were taught you know, yeah. like combat yeah. first aid stuff yeah. you know yeah. I'm like okay we'll just wait a few guys to get there didn't get flustered or anything I'm like oh, okay that's an odd thing to see right now I was literally just having a coffee but now yeah. I'm dealing with this Yeah. and yeah just like didn't get flustered and go fuck what am I meant to do here like yeah what other injuries am I meant to look at? So, like, take it step by step yeah. and we'll deal with it. Yeah. 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 And, like, there is jobs sometimes that just completely stump you. Like, yeah. you'll get all your vital signs back and everything's normal, but they're, you know, semi-conscious and you're like, what's going on here? Like, you know, and it does get a bit stressful, but, like, luckily working in Brisbane, uh, there's critical care paramedics usually everywhere. Yeah. They can always come out and assist you. And- Do you have that often where you get to a job and you're, you're just not really sure what oh, to do like yeah yeah all the time yeah. like you know like I said like I remember one a little while ago that was at like a massage place you know in like um, just I, happy uh, to be I, I wasn't no, no, there like, by the way a very legitimate place <laughs> Um, so like the, you know the patient was like you know half conscious and we didn't know if it was drugs um, alcohol or even a stroke like he had some sort of signs that were suggesting a stroke Um, but you know, everything came back normal and we're like, ah, oh, what's going on here? Like, this is interesting. This is a really good this massage. Is, yeah, this is really... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I she hit the spot. Yeah, but, you know, like... <laughs> yeah. You know, like, we did what we could and took him to hospital and then, like, we usually try and follow up on patients because it's good for our, like, professional growth. You know, yep. like, if you, you don't know what was wrong with that someone but you think you know, yep. um, you know, you follow up and if it turns out, oh, yeah, that was it, you know, that helps you go, oh, well, next yep. time I know what to look for but mm. we, we followed up with this guy and they're like, no, he's fine. And we're like, oh, really? Ah, oh, okay. What was, was it? it? Yeah, and they, I think they put it down to like alcohol or something. But this guy was just not like appearing like, he wasn't drunk kind of behavior. Like he's like had this weird stutter and stuff. And, you know, yep. like it's definitely interesting. But yeah, yep. everything keeps you on your toes always. Oh, yeah. And that's why I love the job, you know, because it's different every day. Yeah, you don't know what's coming over the radio. Yeah, I mean, you never, coming. like you would know Tommy from the QPS, like you, you can never be fully comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. You could have, like, and I've had it personally where I've picked up, you know, 
you know, old grandmas that have fallen over and stuff like that all shift and then boom, hanging, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're on your way to a hanging yep. and you're like, holy, you know, like yep. I mean, you got to snap into gear and, and yep. like you can never, and that's what I love about the job because it's different. Yeah. That's and right. like, you know, I couldn't really do, see myself doing anything else at the moment. So I'm loving it. Um, I mean, I went to a job in the city the other day and I was, uh, I think it was like some guy had a nosebleed in, a, in an office and I went up there and I go into the office and everyone is like silent. And they're just typing on their computers. And I just like said Drones, to myself, like, zombies. I couldn't do this, man. Oh, fuck, fuck that. that. I couldn't do it, man. Like, I, I need to be stimulated. Like, I need to have variety. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, I got out of the military in the end. Because it was just... Going back to barracks. Groundhog surgery. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. And you felt like, well, the reason I'm like, I got out, felt like my skills were being wasted. Yeah. I'm like, well, we're back home and you've got the usual speech, right? There's no deployments coming up, back to basics, going to yeah. be training. I'm like, why would I smash my body for this? I've just yeah. been overseas. Yeah. What else have I got to achieve? Yeah. May as well take my skills and go somewhere else. Mm. Sure. What are you giggling about, Shane? <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, you, you need to first have those skills before they can fade, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so just remembering that, Shane got out, became a civvy, couldn't cut it, went back into the army. Yeah, so. that's it. Mate, it's, too, it's just too hard fucking working for money. It's fucked. <laughs> No, you're right, man. Yeah, too yeah, easy. Cut this out in post. <laughs> no, leave it in. Leave it in. Yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep it's this It's the uh, Tommy and Arch show. <laughs> Actually, leave this in. We'll keep, we'll keep it rolling. Yeah. Um, so, how have you been? Mate, good. Went to... Did you see on my socials the other day? I went to a wedding. No, you know I don't look at fucking social okay, media. Well, I'm telling you, mate. I went to a wedding the other day. Mm. That's all. Actually, yeah, because Madis- yeah, Madison was telling me about it. Mate, the funniest thing. So, it was down like at Burley. And my cousin was the MC, and um, he like contacted me like two days prior. I was like, "Hey, mate, I'm MCing Trav's wedding. You got any tips? You know, I just gave him because I've MCed a couple of weddings, mm. gave him a few tips. Mm. You know, blah blah blah. Seen him on the day, and um, the ceremony's finished. I'm waiting for the reception to start, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, what? Um, you got a few jokes to kick off, kick this thing off?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I do." Um, I don't know about this first one. I'm thinking about scrapping it. So I'm like, well, tell me. He tells me the joke. I'm like, you got to keep that in. And he's like, really? I'm like, you got to keep that Can in. Can you tell it? Yeah. yeah I'll tell oh, it. okay, cool. So long table, like the whole reception, everyone's just at one table. Yeah. All his friends are down one end of the table. I'm there. I'm down at right at the tip of that, that um, table. And he is talking there. And he's like, all right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm like, here we go. And he's like, you know, my, I won't say his name. He was like, I'm. So and so, I'm, uh, you know, I have the, you know, I'm emceeing the, you know, it's a great evening. Thanks everyone for coming. You go, and then he like winked at me. He's like, as in, here comes the joke. He's like, uh, look, I got to say, I was pretty nervous um, in preparation for tonight, coming up and speaking to everyone. So I prepared a few lines, but I uh, snorted him in the back just before I started. <laughs> Front end of the table where all the friends are, loved it. Back end where all the grandmas and the family were, yeah, not so much of a hit. <laughs> I, I would imagine they'd be probably scratching their heads. <laughs> What's a line? Huh? But uh, you know, then he quickly did that. All right, well, next card. <laughs> Anyway, where, where, where <laughs> back, were we? Back, back to the show. Back to the show. Where were we? Um, yeah, I think we were talking about work. So, Tommy, I'm keen to hear when you guys have a like a big job yep. or something potentially traumatic or anything like that, Yep. what's your sort of process after that? Like, how do, how do you guys Afterwards. do it? Yeah. Well, that's fine. Like decompressing or in terms of like... Yeah, yeah, decompressing. Funny, yeah. I wanted to ask you this same yeah, question. Yeah. Um, 
as in what's the QPS process or what's my process? Your pro- <laughs> or both. <laughs> what's mandated? Uh, a little bit different. I'd say uh, both. It, it all depends on the job, really. Like, the first thing I really want to do, once the job is done and dusted, yeah, we're either going to the next job or we're doing the paperwork for that critical job. Um, yeah. It's just talking to my partner. Yeah, that's So, it. I've had, um, I've had a, a couple of critical incidents in the last couple of months back to back. Yeah. Um, and it's always been the same thing where, um, like, after one of them, um, after the job was done, me and my partner hadn't eaten. And yeah. I, I wasn't sure if that was the first time he'd seen what we saw at that scene and had to do what we had to do. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So, I was like, hey, man, let's, let's go to Macca's. Let's get a coffee, something to eat. And yeah. Just, like, kind of just chilled in the car park and just talked about what happened yeah, and yeah. how we both felt. And that's probably kind of what I've done the last couple of times is yeah. just sit down with my partner. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's leading into what I wanted to ask you is, like, um, you know, I think most, you know, fireys, QAS, QPS, after those big jobs, like an AAR, like an after-action review is meant to be done with everyone involved. Yeah. And, um, you know, what, how do we do the job? What can we improve? What do mm. we do well? That kind of thing. That's meant to be. Yeah, happen. yeah. And I noticed at a job recently where all three services were there. Yeah. Um, someone was deceased and uh, after we dealt with that, um, well, for QPS, me and my partner, our job wasn't over. We then had to go into the investigation yeah. and the, rest of the scene management. So, we yeah. were still going. Still going. But I noticed that the fireys and the QAS kind of had that um, decompression with their guys because their bosses kind of rocked up yeah. to see if everyone was all right. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of had a chat chat about it. Well, we didn't really have time for that. Yeah. So, is, is that something that you guys do a fair bit? Or we'll start actually start with what you do for your Well, process. if we have a big job, it's usually pretty certain that you'll have critical care paramedics and stuff there. And those guys are, they're the senior guys, you know, they've, they've gone and done their graduate diploma or their master's, yep. you know, they're going to a lot more high acuity work. We get them when we're, we need certain interventions or certain drugs that we're not allowed to give or even sometimes if you're just not sure and yeah. you want them to pop, if they're around the corner, you know, if you wouldn't mind popping your head in and like having a look at this patient, you know, like this is what we're thinking. Um, but after a big job, you know, like they're usually there obviously because you've got them. Um, yeah, it's it's sort of like a, a bit of a how's everyone feeling and it sort of leads into a sort of a bit of a, a compliment sandwich sort of thing, you know, like yep. this is what we did, this is what we could improve, yep. this is what we did good as well, you know. Yep. So, like, I think it's really important for everyone to kind of always take that mm-hmm. step back. And, I mean, I had I had one recently. It was unfortunately only a few days before Christmas where a guy had collapsed and um, he was actually talking to us when we were present and then he'd gone into cardiac arrest we did everything we could, unfortunately couldn't save him. And I was really, it was quite stressing because his wife rocked up on scene and was, yeah. you know, obviously hysterical and all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, sort of my partner and I were feeling a little bit bummed about it, you know, because it's not, it's, we go to a cardiac arrest where most times they're already unconscious. We do what we can and yeah. we're, we're, we're kind of prepared that it could have been too long or we might not get them back or whatever. Yeah. But when someone's talking to you and then, then they go happens. into an arrest and then it happens, yeah, um, it's a bit harder, you know yeah. what I mean? Because they were, no, this guy was just talking to me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then... So, the th- important thing for me and my partner was, and the critical care paramedic brought it up, he said, 
think about what what was going to save this patient. And uh, and we both said, you know, like early defibrillation. And he's like, you guys did that within 40 seconds. So he's like, if anything was going to save that patient, it's what you did. Yeah. And everything after that was great because I was there. He got there pretty quickly. He's like, you did well in everything else. And he's like, sometimes, unfortunately, we just can't save everyone. Yeah. You know, and... Me and my partner were, like I said, we're pretty bummed out about that. But once I think it was just hearing those words, like we honestly, we did, if anything was going to save him, it's exactly what we did. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything else we could have done. Yeah. You know, so that it's really. It's easy to carry that burden, I think. Like, yeah. I've had like a recent job like that where. Yeah. Yeah. You, the, well, at my one, like, probably knew he was gone. Yeah. But still did everything we could and everyone everything, got yeah. there. And then um, family was there as well. Watching, yeah. And it was just like... It's really hard to deal with people's grief, you know. Yeah. Especially yeah. while you're still going through stress yeah. as well. And you're thinking about everything else that needs to be done. And then, Yeah. You know, it's not until yeah. later where you just take a step back and go, okay, fuck, all right. Could I have done anything better? Like, you do yeah. your underlay on your head. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And that's what this job was. And when my partner and I look back at it, we're like, you know what? We did a good job there. Like, we did everything we could. Yeah. Unfortunately, just didn't work out for this patient. But yeah, like you said, like when families around and everything, it creates other stresses as well, like emotional stresses. Like I've never really, I haven't had a lot of big traumas so far in my career, but yeah. I've had like big medical jobs. You know, I've had yeah. people stroke out on me and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I've always found out the hardest, the hardest jobs is when there's family there that are yeah. distraught. Like, yeah. people's grief is, for me, harder to deal with than blood and guts and, you yeah. know, like, yep. I, it's it's hard to deal with sometimes. Yeah, well, you know what to do um, in that situation, you know, put it back in or whatever, whatever yeah, medical yeah. intervention you need to do. Whereas, like, what do you say to someone's wife, father, son? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, fuck, there's no amount of training that's going to sort you no, out there. Yeah. And that's like, because part of my job, you know, we got to deliver death messages a lot yeah. of the time. Oh, and that's like, I don't envy you doing oh, that. Oh, man, that's the the hardest thing. I had one like a couple of years ago uh, when me and a mate, and like we knew, all right, we got the job, go deliver the death message at yeah. this location. Um, and well, me and my partner on the way there were talking and we both agreed that like when it comes to communicating to a family in that situation, he would probably be the better one yep. out of me and him. And he's like, look, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do it, blah, blah, blah. So we get to the hospital and, um, you know, they've, it was related to a car crash where the dad and the daughter were there. Uh, the daughter had survived and was in surgery, but dad didn't, and they didn't know that yet. So, oh. you know, we're standing in a tiny, tiny little room. Yeah. We're all cramped in and there's, you know, mum, the other kids and, you know, some of her friends. Yeah. My partner delivers the message, and like both of it, you could just feel like I, yeah. know, I felt sad, and you could fear, um, hear him, his yeah. voice. You know, he was struggling a little bit, and then you know they broke down naturally. Yeah. And then the family members shook our hands and asked if, they, if we wanted, a, if they could make us a cup of coffee. You're joking. And yeah. Like, that, that took me back, and then I was like, you know, no, we're fine. Is there anything we can do for you? Yeah. And then the mum actually asked. She said, look. I want to go tell my daughter who's been injured. I want to tell her now. Yeah. Um, do you mind being there with me while I do that? And, well, you know, and I said, okay, you know, if that's what you want to do now, but you know, she's just been involved in a crash as well. Like if that's what yeah. you want to do. Then I'm happy to be there with you. And she goes, I'll tell her, I'd just like you there to be there. Yeah. So we went in, 
And, you know, she's in the neck brace looking up at the ceiling. And she's only a young girl, like in her mid-teens. And she, um, you know, mum breaks the news to her that dad, dad didn't make it. And the yeah. daughter didn't cry. She just said, it's okay, mum. Um, once I get better, then I'll, I'll um, pull my weight into the family. Yeah, and then, like hell. me and my partner walked out, mate, and that one hit us. Like, that, that was a that was a tough one to watch because yeah. it just wasn't what you would expect. Yeah, but, you know, when delivering a message like yeah. that, it was yeah, it's tough family, man. Yeah, it's hard, man. And the thing to remember is like, you might go and do twenty of those in your career, and and by the time you end, and like finish your career, you might not even remember it. But that family will always remember. Yeah. that. you know. So it's important that you're professional and like you know, like yeah, you really have to yeah show that you care you know well, so i got told like my first year like just always remember like most jobs you go to this is the biggest moment in that person yeah life. to exactly. you it's another job yeah you're just getting before you go to the next one or you just finish the last one it's just another job on your job list yeah but to this person this is the biggest thing that has ever happened to them yeah so yeah course, you gotta yeah. You know, treat it like that yeah treat them with respect yeah you guys have like counseling services and that sort of stuff uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah we do we've got like a whole different number yeah. of strategies. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you guys would you have that. Yeah, as well, yeah. We have a thing called Priority One, and like it's like a yeah free counselling sort of service. Yeah, where yeah. you can call and and I think it's free for like partners as well, maybe potentially. Yeah. Oh well, that's good. Yeah, Actually, that's speaking good. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, something that like I've known for a little bit because um, I actually got one, but. I'm starting to find out actually from talking to people that not a lot of people realize that once you do one full day of continuous service in the military, you are entitled to free um, psychiatric care. That's that came in last year, I think. Yeah. Really? yeah so, you know, like for anyone listening who might be having a bit of drama, it doesn't matter if it's uh, you went overseas, doesn't mm-hmm. matter if what it's about, It you know, it could be you and your partner are struggling, yeah. uh, you know, you're entitled to free... Um, yeah, to, to that free psychiatric care. And I think it's, if I can remember correctly, I'll try and find a link into the description of the podcast. Yep. Um, but it's through the DVA website. You just enter in your details, which I think you go through my gov now. Yeah, but you anyway, do. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do throw that, the link yeah. into it because, yeah, be it, yeah. Um, yeah, because not, I mean, yeah, some realize now, not a lot of people realize like what they're actually entitled to yeah, uh, yeah. medically once they good, uh, leave the army and stuff, which is, yeah, really yeah. good. I know yeah. a lot of army guys, they go, oh, it's too much effort to yeah. like, research this stuff. But for the, yeah, the uh, free psychiatric stuff, like, it is so easy. And that's mm. one thing, like, we've had a couple of advocates speak to us um, in terms of um, dealing with uh, DVA. Like, obviously, they're going through a lot of changes to try and make it a lot easier now for, for people to get their injuries and stuff recognized. But um, don't leave it until you're discharged. Get it sorted before because yeah, yeah. you have access yeah. to your med docs and everything else and, and the people that you need to talk to. Get yeah. it done before you get out. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah I wish I did that. <laughs> you know what I wish? I wish I took my immunization book when I left. Because, oh, oh, man, yeah, when I, I went through the uni and paramedics, I had to prove I was... Yep. vaccinated for this this and uh, this and I'm like I know I had yeah. this because there's those I don't days know where before. mine is now <laughs> yeah. you know what else I wish I wish I didn't piss my 60 grand from my deployment <laughs> up the wall as well. I really really wish I didn't do that <laughs> uh, the house would be nice yeah it would be nice I've got one but the money to pay it off would be even better <laughs> yeah <laughs> the house is great yeah. yeah oh it's hard when you come back with that sort of money isn't it especially yeah. when we're well, you were 21 yeah what were we 24 yeah buying uh Two hundred dollar mojitos. Yeah. Oh yeah. Were you were you there for Kodos? Nah, man. Uh, we were, we were at some Mexican restaurant. We were at a Mexican restaurant on 
around Newmarket. What the fuck what was that place called? El Pe- Peppies or Peppies. something? Peppies. Oh, yeah, that's a good... Yeah, shout out. Like that that shout awesome. out to Peppies. God, they were good. Uh, yeah, that's, and, that's uh, good Mexican food. We went out for yeah. Curto's birthday. And how many people were at the table? Pepe's, sponsor us. <laughs> please, please sponsor us. We love your food. There's like 10, 10 to 15 people at this birthday party at this big table. And um, the old money bag Shane's like, he's had a few drinks. No, well, I, no, 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 no. Sorry, I shouldn't I know you're trying to paint a picture, but, <laughs> you know. Paint a problem. Stay in the lines? Yeah, stay in the lines. Like, just, you know, it's it's very simple. Fuck with. Like, stick with that okay. on, on that track. Okay. So, I... You didn't realise I didn't realise how much these uh, mojitos cost. I mojitos or fucking whatever. Well you wanted to do something nice. Yeah, so I thought oh, I'll get around well, really, because I knew Kurdo's old man was paying for them, so nah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you thought the drinks were free. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell everyone we want drinks. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I got I don't know, five or six of them for whoever wanted them and uh I can't I can't quite remember like I'm sure I may have said, You sure you want those? And I was like, mate, yes, just get me the fucking drinks. Yeah. Comes down the night, and all of a sudden, Kurdo's dad's like, Who the fuck wanted these $200 fucking mojitos? I'm like, $200? That doesn't sound right. And well, I went each. Up to, each. No way. Oh, I might be a daddy, oh. but they were at least okay, 100 About it. At least 100 bucks. I, I should have just saved with 200 <laughs> This is why I'm so oh, bad I mean, at telling stories. You tell the fucking story. I'm terrible. Okay. Well, I would have time. Yeah, anyway. 100 bucks per drink and he ordered about 5 or 6 of them uh, holy and shit. I remember like because I was at one end of the table and I could see people getting flustered at the other end and then people walking up to the bar staff and walking <laughs> back and I said like what the fuck's going on and I, I'd already pushed my mojito full because I don't drink mojitos I'm like I don't want this I had a headache that night Yeah, like, I don't fucking want this and I don't want like, you better seaweed drink shit that. <laughs> yeah. that cost $100 and I, all of a sudden I saw Shane walking around looking stressed had a few uh, sips then I couldn't see Shane it, I was like, okay. Was he done a runner or something? <laughs> <laughs> I kept talking. He's come back in. Where he went was he had to run across the road to the Newmarket Hotel to go to the ATM. <laughs> to get out here, 600 bucks to pay for these fucking... Kudos, uh, I was yeah. like, I asked him, mate, what the fuck is in these drinks that makes it so expensive? He started trying to tell me, yeah, whatever. It's 18-year-old tequila or some shit. I mean, I don't care, I don't how, care how old she is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. man, that's a lot of money, man. That's yeah, a lot ridiculous. of money. I can't remember how we started talking about that story. Oh, I'd probably just interjected. I felt like <laughs> yeah, you guys were talking too much about yourselves. Yeah. And oh, I'm sorry, is there anything you want to say, Shane? No, well, I'm done now. I'm <laughs> I've, told, I've had my go. Five-year-old <laughs> stories. <laughs> look at me, look at me. <laughs> I am ha- I'm happy to see that Mo, though. That's you've oh, always, yeah. the best Mo I've ever seen. It's, it's interesting to see how long it lasts because I can normally keep it for one or two months and then Madison's just like, nah, no more. Yeah, you've done it, it and then I get a have to shave for a couple of months, but Do you know, the only other guy that can rival you is remember Sarge Darcy. Darcy, he was like that PMV sergeant. Why do I know PMV that PMV cell? Why do I flat oh, top? Yep, yep. Oh yeah, yeah. He used yeah, to bite yeah. the filter out of his smokes. Yeah, yeah. Smoke. He looked like an old school. Oh yeah, because he was just yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was good. He, he had a good fucking mo. <laughs> yeah. Um, going back to the first responder lifestyle. Though, yes. Um. Would you, you would highly recommend QAS for anyone thinking about getting out of the infantry? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Do it. It's a good, it's, like I said, it's a great job. Yeah. I, um, oh, sorry, I'm pausing off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever, it's weird. It's weird. Like, and it sounds like, ooh, like, you know, you're being a try hard or whatever. But I honestly, I love what I do. Yeah. And when my alarm goes off in the morning, I don't have that 
that dread of going to work. Like, yeah, obviously, I've, I've obviously there's, yeah. there, there's days where I'm tired and I want to hit snooze, but yeah. I, I love going to work. And when I get to work, like, everyone at my station is just awesome. Yeah. Um, everyone's keen, everyone's supportive, everyone's fun. We do social stuff together. I was going to ask, do you do, like, when you're not working, do you hang out with a lot of... Yeah, yeah, it's it's sort of slowly becoming like that for me. Like it's a bit hard at the moment where I live and I'm living away from everyone. But like I said, I'm moving. To, I'm moving soon, a lot closer to my station, and I'm looking forward to having the time to see my friends a lot from work. Because you know, I'm in that weird spot of my life where I'm kind of transitioning. Not transitioning. Like I'm still very close with my old schoolmates and everything yeah. and stuff. But I'm in that point of my life where shift work is starting to affect that. Yeah, and, and well, you've I'm, had a, have a rough run. Yeah, you know, yeah, last yeah. year as well, the same as me. Like, yeah, been through bit a bit of a split and everything split, like that. Yeah, so. so did that affect you at work much? Did you take any time off? Uh, I, I didn't. I took two days. Like oh, uh, there was, it. and it wasn't really when it initially happened. It was kind of like I think it was about a month later, uh, where you know I thought sort of everything was going to boil over and it come back together, and and it didn't. And um, you know. But it was, they were really supportive to me. It was really good. Like, yeah. I, I just, I compared it to, like, if I was in the army. I like, did the exact same thing. Yeah. There's no like, way there'd be this yeah, supportive They would not give a shit, no. you know. But I went, I rang my boss up and I said, man, I don't think I'm mentally sort of in a good, in a good state to work. I'd yep. like to take two days off. And he's like, oh, you, all right, man, leave it with me. And, you know, and he called me, like, two hours later. And I was like, mate, have the two days off, you know. So, um and I didn't want to be that sort of person that was negative at work because they were going through shit in their yeah. personal life. Yeah. And to be honest, like, too. my job was my savior last year. Like, I was obviously getting used to my new job, yeah. making well, new still, friends. Yeah, new for you, so. yeah, yeah. Like, making new friends and, and new social circles. And, like, it was really the best, you know, best and worst year of my life, really. Sort yeah. of. So, it's, it's weird to explain that. But, um, yeah, at the moment, I, yeah, I just love what I do. Yeah, and it's just good. Happy, yeah, it's good, man. I, honestly, like, I'm really happy to be at work, and um, it's a fucking good feeling, eh? Like, it is, man. Mm. Like, you know, so many people, and I, I was like this at the end of the army. Like, mm. I, I didn't want to go to work. I, yeah, I, I, I think we all I were felt at that sick. Point. Yeah, I yeah. felt sick going to work. You yeah, know, because you know when it was really heating up at Delta Company, and that it was just off tap. Do you remember that? Yeah, man. Guys were getting smoked for everything, left, right, and center. Yeah, and I had anxiety going to work, and I said to myself, like, I'm going to study, I'm going to do something, and I'm going to ensure that I, I don't dread going to work ever again, you know? Because a lot of people, unfortunately, go through their whole life like that. Like, they they wake up, they hit snooze three times, and then they, you know, they go through the motions Monday to Friday, they get on it all weekend to deal with their whole week and then it's like back to the start on Monday. Yep. And I don't feel like that. Like it, it doesn't feel like work for me. Like mm, it's just yeah. what it's just what I do for money. Like it's it's a weird feeling. But yeah, I yeah. Like, um, you know, your job's very similar to mine, but we drive around a lot with one person. Yeah, you and get in, to know people in between really jobs, well. mate, you just you're just talking shit, you're mm. laughing about stuff, you're seeing funny stuff. You yeah. might, you know, you, not every job is doom and gloom. Like yeah. you get a lot of funny jobs as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, man. Name like, one. Well, fuck, you put me on the spot here. Give us a, come back to me. Good question. Yeah, good question. Have you had a funny job? Oh, funniest job. Uh, I can dance around a bit in without the meantime, getting, think. Without getting into specifics, I, I heard of another crew uh, recently that went to some, I think she was like 18 and stuffed two AA batteries inside of her. No. <laughs> Orifice that you definitely wouldn't 
think it's a good idea to put batteries into. Don't snort batteries, kids. With, yeah. <laughs> with a bat. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did she oh, double A's? No, I won't. Do not that. triple A's, double say, A's. Bat cave. Look, if so, I felt D's, I'd be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you d- you do get funny jobs. I went to a really interesting one recently with, um, with a guy in Brisbane that um, owned a lot of gentlemen's clubs, and and he was an older gentleman. But there was like fluffy handcuffs lying around and <laughs> yeah. things like that. And I just thought, man, this is I love this job. Like I wouldn't see this if yeah, I wasn't yeah. doing yeah, right, this job. Yeah, that's one thing I'm like. I always laugh with whoever I'm working with. I'm like, how many jobs? Do you get where you, you, know, you <laughs> see this kind of stuff? Yeah, like mm. funny stuff. Or you just take a stuff. step back and you're like, "What the?" People, you realize like people are strange beings. Yes, yeah. we're the strangest ones, and yeah, like you would get it too at work. Like you just you see this complete other side of humanity that you're not prepared <laughs> or you don't think is out there. You know, like it's especially just, when like yeah. the sun goes down. Yeah, and then all the weird stuff really yeah. starts happening. Those night shifts. That's the best thing about night shift. I've got to ask you. I'm firmly for it. Do you believe in the full moon theory? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, man. It's crazy. You know what the full moon theory is, don't you? Yeah. 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 Do you believe in it? No. You don't? No. It's fucking stupid. Mate, come and do our job for just one just one weekend night shift. Where yeah, it's I don't know moon. how we'd facilitate that, but come and do it. Come do, and do, do it. Do you understand the difference between correlation and causation? Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, Professor Strange. Jesus. Here we go. Taking, taking the episode down again, mate. He's the, got that jacket. Where's your pipe? I'm, I'm, Where's your pipe? Just take this off. <laughs> no, Cluppy's the guy going nuts on the full moon. That's why. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a fucking werewolf. Yeah. You're the guy who's been awake for three days with a raging boner running down fucking main road. <laughs> That's all you said. You weren't going to bring that up. <laughs> I'm just trying to hail a cab. <laughs> So what are you? I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> so what are you thinking, uh, Tommy, with QPS? Like, what's your goals? What's, um, your, what's your plan? Mate, I've moment? had. Uh, yeah, got. Oh, got my, my general plan. I think I spoke about about it in one of the last episodes is getting that specialist role. Uh, yeah. That I want to get into. Uh, I won't go into too much of detail of the plan, but yeah, yeah. Uh, getting that specialist role, and then when I'm too old to be on the road, mm. then uh, getting a training role. With, yeah. Um, you know, like all the physical skills, yeah, and stuff like that, and, you know, academy like, type role, or yeah, 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 just train, um, train people how to do all that stuff. Because I, I like, I'm an instructor at the moment. I love, I love um, the times I get to do it. I only get to do it a couple of times a year. Yeah. But um, <laughs> oh my yes. God. why do you just spilling beer all over? Oh, sorry, boys. Don't, don't, don't worry, mate. Oh, I, I got these for and free. All over medication too. <laughs> oh no! Give oh, me a I beer. Can't take Alcohol it. on his meds. Great. <laughs> What about, what about nah, don't don't worry about what, have it. You got, have you got a plan for the next few years? Nah, just pretty much like settle into my role. They yep. say it takes about three years or so to really feel comfortable with everything, and yeah. I agree with that. Like I still, I still relish working with someone that's more senior than me. Yeah, like because you, there's so much to learn. Like you're learning every day. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're qualified or not. This is a job where you know new research comes out all the time. Yeah. Our drug protocols, or even our protocols, just change yeah, all the time. Changes, yeah. Oh God! You know, how many times on... do they change the Doctor ABC? Oh, thing? Yeah. Like, all the time. Yeah, Jesus, all the time. But you, you know, like jaded phase yet? No, 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 no. I mean, like last year, last year I worked from January up until December, and I hadn't had any leave. And obviously, with the things I had in my personal life, I was pretty exhausted. Yep. And I found myself kind of. 
getting frustrated with people that would call an ambulance for, in my opinion, what would be stupid reasons. Yep. Like, I, it doesn't mean it's wrong. But I just thought, well, why would you call an ambulance for this? You know, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the reason I, I, I yeah, don't I finish on thing. time and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And some people, you wonder why they called you because you go to them and you're like, okay, like, you got this, this, and this. Like, you should come up to hospital. And they're like, oh, oh, hospital. And you're like, this is hospitals where you get properly assessed. Like, Are there heaps of people that are like, oh, is it going to cost me anything? Oh, yeah, yeah some people, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I only found out recently uh, in New South Wales you could have paid for your fucking ambulance. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And I, I don't really agree with that because I think that, like, you know, everyone should sort of have yeah. the right to an ambulance if they feel like they I mean, well, they'll take it, but you get a fucking bill in the mail next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. But, um, like, going, yeah, going back to it, like, you know, we're more than ha- like I say to my partner all the time. Like so, like I was saying, I, I was getting a little bit frustrated, yeah. and I, I was telling, I could tell, I was telling my partner, like, I'm ready, I'm ready for a bit of a holiday. You know, it's been a long year for me, like, personal life, and even just starting out in the job. Like I was pretty tired, so I had, I got uh, like ten days off, and I, I went to Bali, and I had a good time there, yeah. and I came back just feeling so rejuvenated. Like I was just like, yep, yeah, sweet, and like I've been feeling good ever since. So. You know, but it was a long year, like to go all year. And oh, yeah. The longest I had off was ten days, so like that's yeah. a long, that's a long time. But um, no, nah, everything's been sweeter since then. And like I said, I enjoy going to work every day. I'm on holidays at the moment, which I've been enjoying. How like, long it's you got just, off? just a week, eight days, all up. Yeah, between. Are you doing anything? Nah, I honestly just want to do nothing. Yeah, the main yeah. Thing, I'm on leave at the moment for like oh, yeah? a couple of weeks, and yeah. I'm just doing nothing. Yeah, I just yeah. want to. Oh man, I just want to sleep in. Yep. And I want to just lie in the sun and have a beer and yep. not really. God, that'd be nice. No, I don't want to have to do anything. <laughs> I've got a couple of weeks off later in the year where I'll try and do something, but yeah, I'm just liking doing nothing at the moment. Yeah. Oh, you would appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know exactly. All we want is sunlight and sleep ins. Yep. Yeah. No, yeah. And normal, yeah, normal sleeping yeah, hours. Yeah. That's it. Not dealing with Your night shifts are so different to us, too. It's like, it's like, what is it? What's your night shift? 10p to 6a. Tempies. I was like, what do you even do before work? Do you sleep? Uh, so I'll finish at 6A. I'll sleep till about 2 or 3. Yeah. Hopefully longer. And then yeah. I'll kind of stay awake to, and then go to the gym at about 7, 7.30. Yeah. And then I'll train till yeah, 9.30. I'll kit up by 9.30. So I'm yeah. ready to go. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Actually, like, arguably, you know, you're working way longer hours consistently yeah i mean granted you're actually going home to your own bed after that shift but you're yeah. working way more erratic hours than you ever did in the army yeah but i guess because you're actually getting to do that your job yeah. you're you, you're um what's the word um body clock say again body clock no no, okay, like you're, gonna do like you're, you're more, satisfied. More work satisfaction. Oh, more work. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's the thing that frustrates well, most like, guys. You know, the army, the like army. if you're out field or whatever, or whatever you're doing, where you're just doing your odd hours, mm. you just there's a lot of hurry up and wait, and nothing yeah. is happening. And then there might be, but even then, like like there's still a lot of that. There was a lot of that in Afghanistan, but like it seems so much more tolerable because you're doing, you're doing something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I still know, I know that like when I finish and go to go to sleep i'm not required till this set time whereas yeah. in the army you might be get woken up yeah oh, that's got this other thing on. that's yeah. it you know what i mean like it's so erratic that's what i love about my job as well and you would understand this because you know lawyers and things like that their phones are ringing all the time when i log off at work 
that's me until that's my next done. shift. Yep. You know, like I don't have to worry about work yep. until I log on next. You yep. know, and you'd be the same. Yep. It's a good feeling. Mm. You can really separate yourself. Well, sometimes I have prosecutors ringing me at home. Going, Where's your paperwork? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. How long? How long we gone for there, Shana? Holy shit. Now thirteen. Oh shit. Well, we might wrap it up. Mm. Whitey, good to see you again. We've yeah. this more often. Yeah, no, we thanks do. Thanks for yeah, coming been, all the way out, yeah, man. That's appreciate it. It's a long drive from Logan. Honestly, uh, I'm really happy to be here and see you guys. It's yeah, dude. Yeah. It's been too long. Way too long. All right, well, we'll, um, we'll catch up again soon, eh? Huh? We'll do. Until next time, that's us out.